0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So today is the twelfth day of Christmas. Merry Christmas. But the gospel reading we heard this morning is also the same one that's appointed for tomorrow, which is the feast of the Epiphany. And the gospel presents to us an epiphany. Epiphany comes from the Greek word that means manifestation or showing forth. What is manifest is Christ, the light of the world. The gospels we will hear on the Sundays to come will feature several occasions of the showing forth of Christ's glory, such as Christ turning water into wine at a wedding feast and Christ transfigured on a mountaintop. And one of the most important epiphany stories is the baptism of Jesus, which reveals him as the Father's beloved son and the Messiah. And we'll hear that gospel next Sunday. Today, however, the focus is on earlier epiphany, the story of the wise men or the magi. These wise men from the east follow an extraordinary star that takes them to Bethlehem in search of a new king. They find the child Jesus and present him with gifts. This is the story we heard in the gospel and that we know so well from the hymn, We Three Kings of Orient Are. The epiphany story taken from Matthew's gospel, it balances out the Christmas story of the angels and the shepherds. Because you see those shepherds who are in the fields around Bethlehem were Jewish. And the angel announces that their long-awaited Messiah had just been born. This Jesus is the one that they had grown up with and it was foretold in their scriptures, the reason for their hope. But the wise men were not Jewish. They were Gentiles. They were pagans. They did not worship the God of Israel, but perhaps worshiped another God. And they studied the stars in the sky. They were scholars and scientists of the ancient world. And the extraordinary star that they observed promised of a new birth of a king. They traveled a long distance and overcame many obstacles in order to see this king for themselves. If you add the epiphany story to the Christmas story, the conclusion becomes clear. Jesus is not just for one people, his own people, the Jews. Jesus is for everybody all nations and races and peoples and languages. He's not only the Jewish Messiah, but he's the universal savior. He's not only the king of Israel, but he reigns over all the earth. And it shouldn't really shock or surprise anyone who's familiar with Christianity. We're no longer challenged by this notion that the church includes Gentiles as well as Jews. After all, most of us come from Gentile backgrounds and not Jewish. It's also easy to forget that the hottest controversy in the New Testament was whether the Gentiles, the non-Jews, could become Christians directly, or if they had to become Jewish first. But the Jewish shepherds come to see the baby Jesus as soon as he is born, and the Gentile wise men come later, because their journey is more difficult, and there's room in the church for both. It's no big surprise. But let's consider what might be the cutting edge of this epiphany story today. In our world, in our culture, there might be various other kinds of magi, Gentiles of a different sort. And the church needs to respond to them as they follow some star on their way to Christ as well. The the opening words of the hymn, We Three Kings, is a little deceiving. We don't know how many Magi there were. The Bible never says. We know there were three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but we don't know how many people brought those gifts. And earlier Christians thought there might be as many as a dozen Magi coming. That's an interesting way to think about it. And perhaps our imaginations can take a step further. Are there Magi today, men and women who follow whatever guidance God gives them, and make their way, painfully, perhaps, to Christ. Can we recognize these people, welcome them, and accept them? And can we acknowledge the gifts that they bring to Christ as well? The gifts of the original Magi are not the usual stuff of baby showers, but they're certainly significant. They reveal truths about Christ. Gold indicates his kingship. Frankincense and incense used in worship disclose his divinity. And myrrh, which is a substance used for embalming, points ahead to his sacrificial death. Christ is indeed, as the hymn goes, king and God and sacrifice. Perhaps the gifts brought by the Magi of our own time have much to reveal, not only about their givers, but also about the Jesus they are meant to honor. Many churches today don't necessarily reflect their communities in regards to various demographic factors. So the Magi of today traveling a long hard way to Christ may include all kinds of people, people who usually don't look or sound like us. These groups and others are often underrepresented in many churches, especially in Episcopal churches. They're present in our communities, but not necessarily present in our pews. Yet we believe, as a matter of faith, that God calls members of these groups just as God calls all people. The 17th century preacher, Lancelot Andrews, aptly described the journey of the Biblical Magi in these words. A cold morning they had of it at this time of year, just the worst time of year to take a journey in. The ways deep, the weather sharp, the days short, the sun farthest off, the very dead of winter. You might also recognize that as the opening of T.S. Eliot's iconic poem, The Journey of the Magi. Theirs was indeed indeed a hard journey. They must have been powerfully drawn to leave behind the comforts and satisfactions of home and set out in the dead of winter for a distant and uncertain land. Yet they did this and the Magi among us today still set out to follow some star to Christ. Can we appreciate these seekers for who they are, honor their quest, and point out the Christ who is their Lord and ours? What will it take for us to do so? Like their predecessors 20 centuries ago, the magi of today come to Christ bearing gifts, Gifts that reveal something about who Christ is. Will we be able to recognize the gifts that are brought by those who are experiencing the greatest struggles in our world? And I wonder, what can these Magi among us and their gifts reveal to us about the nature and love of God?